This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome back to Football Unfocused, and boy, oh boy, do we have a good one today as the divisional round just wrapped up, and some are saying it was the best divisional round to ever grace the NFL uh, in, in history, and I couldn't agree more, Lavelle. How do you, how do you feel about it? it? I couldn't agree more either. It was amazing. The, all it was the one, so good. All the one-possession games, all the touchdowns just being scored, and it was just amazing. I liked it. All four games do end the regular like regular time with a game tying or game winning field goal. So yeah. kickers getting their time in the spotlight this week as well. So that was huge for them. I know as especially Cincinnati Bengals kicker Evan McPherson, the rookie, mind you, who has now broken the record, the Bengals record for 50 plus yard field goals. <laughs> as a rookie again yeah, as a rookie he broke that record he's going crazy i, I like i like when burrow said um he, like he took a practice swing kick and he was like oh i guess we're going to the afc championship <laughs> yeah and then just walked and out there and walked, drilled that drilled thing. a 52 yard field goal it was that's probably legendary joe burrow yeah, he he's a Bengals bet. legend man <laughs> that's the only way to put it mm-hmm. i mean as uh, the Bengals obviously getting the win, nineteen to sixteen over the number one seeded Titans in the divisional round. That was the first game we saw through the weekend, so we were already thinking, "Oh, we got oh, some good football upset. this week." I wonder There's what's already... gonna match up to this. Yeah, and it started out with an upset, and little did kept, we know they it would just continue kept that way. Yeah. <laughs> as that night, my 49ers took on the number one seeded Packers in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And the Niners would end up kicking a game-winning field goal from none other than Robbie Gold, who who has hit 20 consecutive. 20, he's 20 for 20 in the playoffs with field goals. Ooh. And, you know, I'd really love if they wouldn't have tried to jinx him so much during that broadcast. Uh, Troy Aikman, they, Joe Buck, you kept bringing it up, it. his streak. I <laughs> uh, don't appreciate that. You, you got to stop that. Once you put up the stat on the TV or you start talking about it, they literally missed. And it's and they so did both. heartbroken. It's so heartbroken. It was – oh, I was so scared. But an unbelievable game uh, by the 49ers Packers. We'll get into that more as we after we wrap up these scores quick. Because then Rams-Buccaneers comes down. Tom Brady comes back and ties this game up. And then the Rams do what the Rams do. Matthew Stafford, the Cooper Cup, sets up a field goal, and Matt Gay will kick the game-winning field goal 30-27 to in favor of the Rams. Okay. So now we have three of the four games ending in a field goal for the win. I mean, it can't get better than that, can it, Lavelle? Literally can't. The games were amazing. The Buccaneers, hey, they fought hard, came back from like 27-3, I think it was. And yeah, I think so. Hey, they just didn't have enough at the end. But yeah, last game I feel like was probably the best game. Exactly. We didn't think it could, could get better. It got better. It got, it got better. way better. <laughs> Bills Chiefs goes into OT. Chiefs have 13 seconds to tie that game. They do with a game-tying field goal. So all games end in regulation on a last play field goal. And then the Chiefs, winning the coin toss, go down and score on the Bills immediately as they advance to the AFC Championship. Again, they'll cool. face the Bengals. The NFC is the rematch number three of the year between the Rams and 49ers. Aren't and they so Lavelle, one win this year? What? The Niners and the Rams. Yeah, well, Niners and Rams. They're two and Rams are zero and two against the 49ers this season. Uh, they've lost six straight against the 49ers. Okay. And now they're in the NFC Championship for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You looking at those stats? You you must be happy. Nah, it just, makes me nervous. I, stats I don't want to be the upset team. But you're a stats um, guy, though. So you love I am stats. a stats guy as teams that have go- played each other three times and one of the teams has won both previous meetings. 
has a 66% chance of winning the next one. 60% of the time, they have won the third matchup if they've won the last two. I like those odds. I like those odds, but it also still makes me nervous. I'd really yeah. love a 99%. That'd be great. Um, Anything makes I mean, me nervous, though. Because we saw what happened. Sean McVay was undefeated when leading at halftime. What happens in week 18? He led at halftime, and the 49ers mount to come back and win in overtime. So, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say it's crazy how, that how that's going to go. Just played in week 18. Not like two weeks yep. later, you guys got to play again. And yeah, we're playing again, and not not a huge fan, but we'll 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 take it, I guess. We'll we'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take an NFC Championship game any day of the week for uh, this season, especially after starting three and five. Because yeah. um, I looked back on some of our previous podcasts because we were and the sports on the edge because I was cutting some things up for uh, some award ceremonies, and uh, we went three and five, and you could hear, and I plainly said. Yeah, our season's over. You did say that. I, I word that. for word, I said our season's over. I'm done. Uh, I've given up. Like and here we are, in sitting it. in the NFC Championship game. It's crazy. They turned it around. Man. They did. They they really did. And I mean, you can't say more. Give enough praise to the coaching staff of the 49ers, even if some of them might be leaving after this off season. Uh, which sucks because I don't want them to leave. This is the same thing we had with Robert Sala when he left for the Jets. Didn't want that to happen, but here we are. We might lose Miko Ryans and Mike McDaniel. So, I mean, not 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 excited. Not excited whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, let's get into these games a little bit first. We'll start with the Bengals-Titans game. Laval, you want to recap that one a little bit from what you saw? Um. Yeah, I just, Joe Burrow sacked a lot in this game. Nine times. Nine times. It was nine times. The time sending four man rush. It was just it was just a lot of just I think a lot of defense in this game. A lot of defense in this game. A lot of field goals and come down to it. One, each team scored a touchdown. Derrick Henry scores. Um, who else scored? I think Jamar Chase scored. Um, Jamar Joe Chase Mixon. does not it's Joe score Mixon. receiving. It was Joe Mixon. Yeah, it was Joe. Joe Mixon got the touchdown. Got the rushing touchdown, and then just came out down to last second field goal. I just like, hey, the Bengals—they're that team right now. I feel like so. Titans, when you're hot, you might you want to play. I feel like so. That's what my yeah. Me and my dad was talking about like when you're like number one, number one seed, you take that week off, and then. Um, the Bengals, which is a team that's hot right now, and they've been hot. Kept which playing. was hot to end the season as yeah. well, not just Started, going yeah. into the playoffs. They went into the playoffs, like, steaming. So they played that first game, one. Then they played this game. Hey, they're underdogs, and they won it. Quite the game. Yeah. The Bengals. Anyway, Bengals my pick. Bengals my pick. Bengals your pick for this week against the Chiefs? Yeah. Good, because that's mine as well, because I really want them to win. I really I want, want them to beat the Chiefs. I got their pick for the Super Bowl. Except, yeah, 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 yeah. Winning the Super Bowl it. or winning, winning the Super Bowl. All right, I don't agree with that, but because you're a Niners fan, your team's still in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're if exactly. my team was I'm still in the playoffs, Niners, I Bengals, Super Bowl, Niners win. That's my that's my pick right here. That's what I'd like to see. I really yeah. don't want to see a Chiefs Niners rematch from two years ago. Mm. Um, I wouldn't want to see that I, either. I want to. I would like to see a Chiefs Rams. Eh, I'm, it, I'll pass on that. See, I'll, see, I'll I don't. I don't want the Chiefs at all to make the um, Super Bowl the playoffs. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But I agree. Yeah. Imagine the game versus the Chiefs and the Rams would go crazy. It would be a crazy game. Crazy. People game. were bringing up. Imagine we get the rematch of Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, when they both scored like fifty. Oh my Except gosh. it's a Super Bowl, and the Rams now have Matt Stafford. That'd be crazy. That would be nuts, dude. I don't. And the Rams. I feel like both defenses are too good for that, though. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. As I mean, Joe Burrow becomes the first number one draft pick to take his team to a conference championship within his uh, first two years. So that's huge for him. Uh, I mean, like you said, a big defensive game between the Bengals and the Titans. We're happy to see the Bengals move on. And. It's mostly like this big thing on Twitter now is like, is with the over it's the overtime rules where defense like it's only one, like one possession if they score yeah. a touchdown. But 
people will like defense wins championships and they do. If you don't have defense, yeah, you're not gonna Which, win a championship. We'll get to that a lot in that yeah. Bills Chiefs game as we make that way too. I got a, a couple of stats game. since I know you love that to bring up for yeah. that as well. <laughs> uh moving on to our next one, 49ers Packers. I mean if there was a defensive game here, it was this one too. Because thirteen ten, I mean, 49ers defense didn't look great to start the game. Packers scoring the first drive with a yeah. touchdown, and you know people are nervous. No more scoring in the first half, so seven zero going into halftime. But that's only because they prevent a t- long touchdown pass early, late in the half. He gets. Uh, I think believe it was Devontae Adams gets tackled at about the 30. So they mm-hmm. go for a field goal. And the 49ers special teams, one of the worst special teams in the league, blocks the field goal to keep it a one-possession game. Yeah, Jimmy Because Ward. coming into this game, one of the few teams that has a worse special teams than the 49ers, the Green Bay Packers. Oh. And so looked great from there on, 49ers. Are hold Aaron Rodgers to 58 yard in the Packers offense to 58 total yards in the second half. They mm. score a field goal to go, be down seven to three, and then that fourth quarter, the thing that changes everything, they block a punt within the 20, and the rookie Talahafiunga <laughs> returns it for a touchdown, and what in what is being called the Tundra turnover uh, on 49ers Twitter. For the first touchdown of the 49ers game, putting them up now 10 to 7. And Packers end up tying it up with a field goal. And then we know what happened with Robbie Gold as he put up a field goal to win the game. Debo Samuel being a huge part of that last drive to set up the field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, a great game by the defense overall. Fred Warner had a forced fumble as well which was immediately picked off right after so that wasn't <laughs> great um or was it fumbled i might have been fumbled after that and turned over a lot of turnovers in this game it felt like it felt like a lot when it really wasn't but mm-hmm. i mean it was just because it was defensive game and it was, was a huge thinking. defensive game i mean jimmy didn't play his best game yeah. um but he is a winner he's a winner folks uh mm-hmm. as we the 49ers continue to win six seed moves on and defeats the one seed heading into the NFC Championship game. Of course, Debo Samuel, I mean, MVP easily for this team. Three receptions for 44 yards, 10 rushes for 39 yards, including a lot on that game-winning drive. I mean, you can't – there's not enough you can say about this team. Like, they have scrapped together a lot. To take down the Packers and one of the biggest offenses in the league – I mean, that's why D'Amico Ryan's is such a big head coaching candidate right there. To hold him to 58 yards in the second half is crazy with the MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers. With an MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae. So, hey, Niners stepped up. Now we face the Rams. And that's now now two number one seeds out of the playoffs. Both number one seeds out. I believe it's one of the first first times since I think 2010. No. 2008, I think it was, yeah. when Brett Favre with the Vikings defeated the one seed and Mark Sanchez with the Jets defeated the one seed. Mm. So a couple of quarterbacks you may not have heard in a while there, <laughs> that's for sure. As for you can sure. tell, that really ages how long it's been uh, with those two guys. Um, but moving on to the Rams-Buccaneers game. Lavelle, I'll let you recap this one. Uh, it looked like Rams were just going to blow them out, and it was just going to be a bad day in the office for Tom Brady. But, hey, I what I can say, big, I think, what was it? Uh, well, I know because Tom Brady threw a pick, and then there was a big play for the Rams, and then the Rams snapped the ball over Matthew Stafford's head. That put the Buccaneers back into, like, the game. It was crazy. Buccaneers came out at halftime, and... Scored, what, 24 unanswered? 24 uh, unanswered points? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 24. And 24 unanswered. Mike Evans, he was killing, um, not Jalen Ramsey, but the other side corner. I don't know his name, but he was killing him. Then they switched. Jalen was like, I, I can't do it no more. 
and all of a sudden, Jalen gives up a streak for a touchdown, ties the game, ties the game for the um, no, it doesn't tie the game, puts them down by seven. Then they get the ball back, Rams punt, get the ball back, give it to playoff Lenny, drive down, get playoff Lenny in the red zone, tie the game, and it looked like it was gonna be going to overtime except Matthew Stafford. This was like crazy. It looked like all-out blitz, cover zero. Cooper Cup just runs straight down the middle. And Matthew Stafford just throws it deep, catches it, sets up the game-winning field goal. Hey, my game. It was easy. It was an easy 30-yard, 40-yard kick. So, hey, Rams pulled it out at the end. I like that. Yeah. Unbelievable game by the Rams. Unbelievable game and by it, the Buccaneers, too. Yeah, them, too. I mean, you thought Tom Brady was about to do what Tom hey. Brady does. And there, no one was excited about it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the announcer's talking about, hey, you got to be in that locker room tone. Hey, I've been down like this before. I've been like, yeah. we can come back. We can come back. And so that's what they're saying. It would have been the do. second biggest deficit Tom Brady had overcome. And I'm yeah. sure you can guess the first one. It was 28-3. One point. Yep. One more point. It was one that more point. That is correct. It was <laughs> It was a 25-point deficit in a Super Bowl, I believe is what it was, against the Atlanta Falcons. And I think we all know how that ended up. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom Brady's been here before, folks. <laughs> and he almost did it again. But he almost did it again. I don't Rams pulled it off. I was worried about playing the Buccaneers. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what – I mean, Tom Brady versus Jimmy Garoppolo would have been a cool – uh, cool, like, story to push, yeah. But I mean, it, I'll, I'll take the Rams. I'll, I'll I'll take the Rams in this one over the over the Bucks. Yeah. A little more consistency that we've seen. And then finally, our final game, oh. the most interesting game of the week: the Bills versus the Chiefs. And now, if this wasn't the most high-scoring game I have watched in a while, I mean, good. God, yeah. this was amazing. Each team had a touchdown in each quarter uh, going into the fourth. The Chiefs had a safety, I believe. Or no, they missed an extra point and kicked a field goal, I believe is what it was, in the third. Mm -hmm. And then 15 points by the Bills in the fourth quarter, 13 by the Chiefs to tie this game up at 36. And yeah. getting Oof. down there, it looked like Josh Allen was going to have to complete the comeback of a lifetime with about, what was it, a minute 50? Just under yeah. two minutes left to go yeah. to go down and score, I believe. And unbelievably does it. Fantastic job. Gabriel Davis gets his fourth touchdown Gabriel, of the day. Gabriel Davis. First awful. player to ever do, that, ever do that. Oh, it was the most disgusting route, too. Was it that one or was it? I think it was that one. No, it wasn't that one. It was he had the tight window one. Uh, Josh Allen threw for number four. That I believe that was number three. Oh, the route okay, you're okay. thinking of. Okay, okay. I think. But yes, that route was horrendous. It was it was horrendously gross. disgusting. <laughs> he head faked him into the ground. Is what someone said. Much on that. He juked him so hard it looked like he pushed him. <laughs> yeah. He, that's exactly like he, what happened. Exactly. Like, he juked him so hard, it looked like he pushed him without his arms out. It was crazy. And just wide open in the Gabriel end zone. Gabriel Davis had himself a day. Unbelievable day. He now holds the NFL record for most touchdowns in a, in the playoffs, in a playoff game. Yeah, Receiving uh, touchdowns in a playoff game with four. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people – and, well, before we get to the – 13 seconds are left on the clock, and this is where decision-making starts to go bad for Buffalo. First, they kick a touchback. I didn't even think yeah. about this during the game, but after the game on Twitter, I saw this. Yeah, but I saw it. a lot of people said, why didn't they squib kick it to take some time off the clock? What's, what's your thoughts on that, Laval? It's – okay, it was going to be – it's bad and good. So you see Pringle back there. You, right. Okay, I'll squib kicking it. So – but if you see Tyreek Hill there, then you go kick a touchback. But I think they should have swept kicked it. Take, you could take at least, what, three seconds off the clock, four seconds. Some people were even saying you could take at least eight. And if They think eight seconds could have came off on that time, on a, on a swept uh, kick. That's crazy. I don't know. About eight seconds. Maybe. Depends on how good a swept kick it is, I guess. Yeah, you got to, like, kick it 
like not at the front line, not the second line, but like at those third guys and literally yeah. on the ground so the ball so the time can move. But right. Yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> that's the first mistake. Second mistake. The defense is playing like they're trying to prevent a touchdown when they're trying to prevent a field goal. Yeah. And so first pass is right away complete to Tyree Kill for about ten, I believe is what it was. If not nine, nine or ten, somewhere around there, I believe is what it was. Mm-hmm. And then Travis Kelsey, next play, finds himself wide open. No one near him is able to set up a field goal last second by Butker, which we know Butker. Butker makes his kicks, and yeah. he nails that thing to send it into overtime. So now we've seen about three mistakes here. Uh, playing for a touchdown prevention when they only need a field goal and letting one of their most targeted guys in Travis Kelsey be wide open That's deep true. down the field. So one, on of the best, one of the best tight ends in the league. Him and if not Mark the Andrews. best in the league. Yeah, if not the best, him, Mark Andrews, you could argue. But you just let exactly. him wide open down the seam. Like, how are you not? You're bracketing him. They're double-teaming yep. him, too. That's the crazy part. How do you let one go? How do you just let him go inside? Don't get it. Yes, he Travis Kelsey called that entire drive to be exact. He told he told Hill to go inside instead of cutting out on a little screen, which gave him about nine ten. And then he said, Hey, if they're like this, I'm running an inside seam and gonna try to find the open area. And you can hear on the broadcast, because a- after this story came out, I remember hearing Mahomes yelling, Do it, Kels, do it. And thinking, oh, that's weird. Why is he yelling at Travis Kelsey? And then, boom. I mean, Travis Kelsey sets you up for a field goal. So, Travis Kelsey, great awareness on that drive. Fantastic job by him. Well, we had minor technical difficulties there trying to figure that out. And in the meantime, while we had technical difficulties, we had another person join us on the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself here, bud? So I have been on the podcast before, and if you I know, know you have, <laughs> I am Brandon Patton, and the four time appearance is this number four? Or is this number three? I don't even know. I don't even know either. Well, do you have any idea? <laughs> he is multiple. I think he is definitely five. multiple at least. Because I think at least five. Because we've had He's two done. where we've brought him brought him on as our resident Vikings expert, and then, then we had the one where we invited friends. everybody on. Which he was on. So this is number four. No, we had the one with Zay too, and he was on that one too. Yeah, yeah, that was. And then we had one with Kathman. So is this five? I think it's been five. I I think it's five. Gosh. Well, our longest tenured guest on the podcast, Brandon Patton, has made another appearance. Um, Who would have thought? But while we were doing technical difficulties, I had to do an interview with him in here. And so he decided to stick around and just join us. Um, as we were talking Bills Chiefs earlier, what did you think of that game, Brandon? Um, yeah. I think it should have went long- longer. I wanted to watch more. That's yeah, it should have. Absolutely, Overtime rules need to change. Yep. I want the college one. Yep, it, it needs to happen. It, it might. It might. It might, might change some stuff because there's a lot of like first take. They're talking about it. Yeah, but also the defense choked that game for him with 13 seconds left. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. You got to guard Travis Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. And we were talking about uh, how there were some stats that I wanted to bring up about the overtime rules as uh, the Chiefs got the ball first. Uh, Josh Allen came into that game 9-0 and in coin flips. He went 0-2 in that game. And so not, not a great job for Josh Allen there. I mean, sometimes tails does fail, as we saw, as he called it, uh, to go to overtime. But looking at the overtime rules, this is – Via NFL research, Ian Rapport tweeted this out uh, a couple days ago. The current overtime scoring rules, not sudden death unless the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown, were implemented in 2010, the playoffs, and 2012 regular season. Under the current overtime rules, there have been 163 overtime games, including playoffs. Teams that won the overtime coin toss have a record of 86, 67, and 10 in those games. So they've won 52.8%. So that's all overtime games, regular season and postseason included. Now, under the current rules, there have been 11 overtime playoff games. 
Teams that won the overtime coin toss have a record of 10 and 1 in those games. So they've won 90% of the time. The only team to lose was the Saints in 2018 in the NFC Conference Championship game versus the Rams. And we all know how that game went down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And seven of those 10 teams that won scored the sudden death touchdown on the opening drive. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of stats to add to the little controversy that we have. I I mean, think it should be fair. Yeah. The Chiefs tried to change the rule in 2019 when they lost the Patriots. Yeah. And now they're on the other side of it. But a lot of people in that game are accepting it. I mean, Josh Allen said, well, we'd probably be celebrating too if it went the other direction. Yeah. And even Andy Reid was like, well, uh, we'd have liked to see them get the ball. We think they should get the ball, but we're, you can't change how change the outcome of it. And we're just kind of happy to be here. And so, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, if the defense would have played really well in those last 13 seconds and would have gone to overtime, I think it would be a different conversation. But now they can hold that against them about how bad they were for 13 mm. seconds of a football game to send it to overtime and then ultimately lose. So, I mean... I think that's the biggest thing coming out of that one. Uh, any other notes on the Bills-Chiefs game, gentlemen? Either of you? Nah. No? Tyreek Hill get fined. I don't know. I haven't heard no. anything about him getting fined for the so. peace sign yet. I mean, usually that's also a penalty, too. So that, that yeah. was called into controversy as well, that they didn't call it because a lot of people were like, well, if you're going to make it a rule, call it all the time or don't call it at all, yeah. and especially in one of the biggest games of the year. So, I mean, playoffs always bring controversy. It's just what happens. I mean, we've got the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. They chose to let players play more than call things like holding and stuff, um, which which went both ways for both teams. Um, it just happened that on, like, the Tyree catch that set up the game-winning kind of touchdown for the Chiefs, Nick Bosa was being held pretty bad, and they didn't call it. But it happened all game and most of that season for everybody. Um, the call against the Rams in the Saints in 2018. Well, against the Saints, um, bad call. I mean, there's there's been so many uh, throughout the years, especially recent years, that it's hard to tell. So, yeah. Um, move on. Had a couple of retirement news come out uh, in the last couple of days. Big Ben has retired. Big Ben Roethlisberger is done as a Steeler. 18 seasons, eighth all-time in passing touchdowns with 418 fifth all-time in passing yards. He's 164, 81, and 1 as a starter. That one tie coming earlier this season against the Lions, mind you. That's fifth all-time winning percentage as a quarterback, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. And do we believe that Big Ben is headed for Canton next? Um, yes. Yes, from Lavelle? Yes. Definitely. I think he is. Definitely. Like, why wouldn't he? Why yeah, wouldn't that's he? true. He won two Super Bowls. Like he just he has done everything in his career to make him a Hall of Famer. And he did it all for one team. So yeah, I think that's what really cements it. Yeah, and especially the two Super Bowl wins. Those are those are huge for a huge. resume. I mean, look at huge. Matt Ryan. Do you think he makes it if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? Nope. Mm, he's borderline. Like. That's that's the tough thing. He doesn't have a Super Bowl hey. under his belt, and he has that bad loss to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But neither does Philip Rivers, and he's... Yeah. That's also and maybe another question. Phillip's, Phillip's will Philip make it? I, I Philip? I don't know. He, they, he probably will make it. I mean, they like Philip, man. We've seen a lot of controversy in Hall of Fame ballots recently, mm. a.k.a. Roger yeah, Clemens yeah. and Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds not making the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds is now no longer eligible <laughs> For the Hall of Fame, David Ortiz did make it in, and a lot of people were showing controversy as Ortiz tested positive at one point for uh, steroid use, uh, drug enhancing, uh, athletic enhancing drugs. While Barry Bonds was reasonable suspicion, never actually tested positive, and people think even even with like possible steroid use, he changed the game enough that he should be in there. And I even saw, well, I think it was a PFT commenter from Barstool 
tweeted steroids themselves should be in the baseball hall of fame because they changed the sport so much <laughs> and were so instrumental to change the sport, which is not wrong by any means, <laughs> but just an interesting take uh, over the uh, last couple of days with the baseball hall of fame. Usually I don't have much yeah. baseball content on my Twitter, but that really, that really blew up the yeah. timeline a little bit. Yeah. So, everyone, that blew up more. So. Yeah. I mean, Roger Clemens, his, his was a surprise too. People are surprised that he hasn't made it yet, and people have been pouring in support for both of them. So, I mean, that's always good to see. I mean, not exactly football related, but that's why we call it unfocused because we, yeah, we get off topic. Um, another retirement: Sean Payton retires for now, as he is no longer the Saints' head coach. Um, Dallas wants him to return. Well, Dallas fans want him to return to Dallas. Um, he wants to continue football stuff. Um, he's looking maybe into some broadcasting. He thinks he'd be good at it. It'll be interesting to see what happens, especially with Dan Quinn sticking around in Dallas as a D coordinator. We'll see what happens with Kellen Moore, uh, see if he chooses to stick around or if he goes to the Minnesota Vikings as the head coach. Um, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, Sean Payton kind of up in the air right now. So we'll see what happens there. I have a little speculation about Sean Payton. Okay. Let's hear it. So, Sean Payton, Mike Zimmer, yeah. both coached the same Cowboys team under oh. Bill Cowher. Okay. They both return to become coordinators for that team as Dan Quinn takes over as a head coaching job. You have Dan – you want Dan Quinn to be the head coach of Dallas, mm-hmm. and then Sean Payton's the D coordinator? No, he's offense coordinator. Offensive coordinator? Mike Zimmer's defense coordinator. Interesting. Don't think it'll happen, but interesting. Not even close. <laughs> Hey, when it happens, I'll say I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hold it against us, I'm sure. No, Mike Zimmer's going to. Mike Zimmer's done. Live you think? off the land. Live off the land from now on. He's, he's I done think we coaching. still have him under contract for a few years. But... So he's making money still. He's making money. And that's all That's all he can ask for at this yeah. point. Maybe he'll coach some high school football. No. Like Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Philip Rivers, I forget what his record is, too. I think I don't think they went undefeated this year, but. They're I don't good. remember what his record was as a high school coach for in his first year. They were good. Yeah, they weren't bad. I remember that much. But um, and finally, our other retirement news: Tom Brady and Gronk could be hanging it up as well. Tom Brady is under more speculation to retire. People don't think he will. He's considering it though. He's kind of said, "Well, I don't know what the future holds. We'll see." Um, but Gronk said, "If they had to ask me right now, like, hey, you have to decide at this moment whether you're playing football next year." He said it'd be a no. So we mm. might be seeing the end of Gronkowski for the second time uh, in, in NFL. So if he does hang it up for the second time and truly does not return, um, he's had himself a great career. And, of course, Tom Brady, if we've seen the last of him, it has been a long, long ride with him, 22 yeah. years. He's mm. been in the league longer than I've been alive. Any of us have been alive. Me too, yeah. So – It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. And then that's all for our retirements. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the move later this offseason. My pick is the Broncos for him to go to. Devontae Adams will go somewhere else like the Jets. It's crazy. Hey, Devontae Adams on the Jets would kind of be nasty. Elijah Moore and Devontae Adams helping Zach Wilson out. They draft a couple O-linemen. I, I mean, cannot see Devontae Adams going to I cannot. He's not going to You no can't Jets. see Devontae Adams go he's going anything? to he's Why would he go to the Jets? Chargers. <laughs> not a shot. Not Why not put shot. him with Herbert, bro? No we have 75, 75 million in cap space. Come on. Hey, we have enough. Just saying. Just saying. Well, hey. hear me out. A lot. There's a lot of other teams you could say are contending that need wide receivers, too. Hey. Like the 49ers. We need defense, too. Our, our receivers are great. I can't see. You guys are not contending. We are contenders. We're in the championship game. That's contending. Did you guys make playoffs? Yeah, we're right there. No, no, no. Did you make it, though? Nah. That's what I thought. So, if anything, we're more contenders than you Overtime rules. Overtime rules need to change. We get that ball. I just don't think you guys call a timeout, and you're in the playoffs. You're in the playoffs. The Steelers don't make it. So... That's if we coaching. get a stop on that third down, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> yep, so yeah. our defense. You're in the same spot as the Bills right now. Your defense cost you, I guess. So 
Hey, it hurts. It hurts, buddy. It's okay though. You'll be okay. Don't worry. Um, but as obviously we were talking about the Vikings, Mike Zimmer not being there and possibly him going to the Cowboys. Plenty of hirings going on to start the off season. First off, the Broncos hire Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. So if you know Aaron Rodgers goes there. He's already got his O coordinator there as the head coach, so it would work out pretty well, I would think. <laughs> I mean, there we go. Let's say you wanted to go to Denver. Exactly. He said it was one of his top picks. Saints could be another option, but it depends on what head coach I get. Yeah. They would get, I would assume. Uh, I've I mean, heard it's going to be Dennis Allen. They're just going to promote him as head coach. That could happen. I mean, wouldn't be bad. I mean, it's still. Aaron Rodgers going from Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's not a bad Ooh. drop Michael down. Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years, but. Yeah, no. well, that's, that's also true. Hey, we'll see. Yeah, that's a good question. Hey, okay, so Taysom Hill at tight end and <laughs> yeah. Alvin Kamara. Those will be his two targets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's still not a bad place for him, like, offensively. And they need a quarterback, um, too, unless they Callaway. roll Jameis. They have Callaway. Yeah, they got, uh, oh, yeah, Marquez Callaway. They have some yeah. Davis dude, too. Some Davis dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's his actual name. Is... I've seen him get some a couple catches. Here yeah, and here and there. The I mean, their quarterbacks can't throw very well, so no. not many guys get catches anymore. Since Drew Brees. Not since Drew Brees. Or since Jameis Winston got hurt, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, The Vikings have hired the Browns Vice President of Football Operations, and I can't pronounce his name. Let's Kwesi hear Kwesi Adolfa Mensa. Oh, that's how I was going to pronounce it. Ooh, oh, I would have nailed that. Good. As general manager. So you guys have a general manager. How does that make you feel? You know what? I've been listening to interviews of him, and I like what I'm hearing from him. Also, <laughs> he has one of the most interesting backgrounds. Oh, my gosh. Yes, dude. It's insane. Graduated from Princeton with a degree in, like, economics. Mm-hmm. Spent some time on Wall Street. Yep. As a like stock trader. Then he worked with the Jim Harbaugh. 49ers. No. With okay. Stanford. Oh, Stanford first. Stanford. Then he went to the 49ers where he spent what, the last four years or A couple so. years, yeah. And so, now he's. Yeah. So we've got economics degree at Princeton, economics master's at Stanford, mm-hmm. portfolio manager mm-hmm. for Taylor Woods Capital. Several Wall Street ventures, football operations with the 49ers and the Browns. So, like, this dude is smart, smart. Mm-hmm. He went through everything. <laughs> yeah. He said, let me go try Wall Street. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not liking this. Let me go to football. Yeah. I mean, hey, that'll be good. Yeah. I mean, when you have a GM that understands, like, the business side of things and investing, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Like, yeah. being able to manage the money of the team, your cap space kind of – area might might turn out really good over the next couple of years like he might find ways to save you guys a lot of money and maybe convince guys to get paid maybe a little less or spend a little less on some guys so i think it'll be interesting really good meanwhile the nfc north rivals of the bears they've done their they've got their head coach and they've got their gm they hire chiefs executive director of player personnel ryan poles as their gm Former Bear himself as well, played for the Bears, was undrafted, and hired Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, I think it's Fluth, as head coach. (laughs) Um, I've already heard people don't like that pick, but, I mean, it. hey, they replaced head coach Matt and GM Ryan for head coach Matt and GM Ryan again. So, I mean, at least they really don't have to change the name tags anywhere. (laughs) Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, right? It was Ryan Pace before, yeah. I mean, they don't even have to – if they just had uh, the GM's office labeled Ryan P, they still don't have to change the name tags. Oh, my gosh. They really don't. (laughs) They're set to go. They still have to change the head coach. He's he's got an E for a last name, not an N. Can I speak about Ryan Poles here quick? Yes, go ahead. So, he had an interview lined up the next day. To be the Vikings chief or general manager, he told the Bears, "You know what? I'm going to sign today. I'm not even going to go to the interview with the Vikings." Sheesh. 
The Vikings have a way better team. Why would you not want to take that job? Why would you take the Bears job? He is settling because he is like lower expectations for that Bears team. So, and really? maybe he didn't think he'd get the job from the Vikings. And maybe, maybe he's like, "Hey, I'm turning this thing around. I'm gonna like, draft some player." By the Bears, so, he's like, so that's pretty huge. Oh, yeah. Love for them. Maybe. He's got a soft spot, so he's like, yeah. "All right, I, I got to do it to my hometown team." Yeah, like they picked yeah. me up. Un- I was undrafted. They took a chance on me. I'll, I'll be their GM. Why Andy, not? He did really good with that Chiefs offensive line. Oh, yeah. He's a he, smart dude. He rebuilt that thing. Hey, there'll be some competition. I mean, we'll see how they develop Justin Fields there, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we already talked about Dan Quinn remaining at the D coordinator in Dallas. I heard he was the top pick for the Bears to be their head coach, but after he said he's going to remain – uh, they went with Eberflus, uh, so uh, that's interesting as well. So they wanted a defensive guy, obviously, for their head coach. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that. De- I mean, that Bears defense is not bad by any means. It's not great, but like it's not bad. Like it'll be interesting to see how it uh, turns around with a D- big D coordinator coming in as their head coach. It's better than their offense. Right. <laughs> when you got to play, when you got to play, what eighty snaps a game. Because your offense keeps going three and out, dang, yeah, you won't be that good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're not wrong there. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard. Um, And then the remaining head coaching jobs are Miami, Jacksonville, the New York Giants, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Houston, and Minnesota. I know you have some mm-hmm. picks to who's going to be in Minnesota, B-Pat, so let, let's hear it. Even though, I disagree, right even though I disagree with one of these. Number one. You already know who it is. D'Amico yeah. Ryan's defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't Ooh. want to see it He has ties to our G- or GM right now. They've been together with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Second I pick. I can see it. The Rams offensive coordinator. The uh, O'Connell guy. Sean McVay? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean McVay Jr. <laughs> Stealing him route right from under LA. Just Yeah, we're going to take your head coach. Like with... Offensive coordinators that don't call plays and they're, like, getting head coaching jobs, you just got to look at it. Like, Andy Reid, when he started out, he was not calling plays for his team, and he got ended up getting a head coaching job with the Eagles. Yeah, and he's done really and well. He did really well. He did One of the greatest offensive-minded coaches in yeah. the NFL. Because he's the only yeah. one to have taken two teams to four straight conference championship games. It was the 2001 to 2004 Eagles and the 2018 through 2022 Chiefs. Yep. Still Wait. continuing. 2021 Chiefs. Because mm-hmm. technically, that's what this is. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he's worked out great. So, I mean, you're not on the Kellen Moore train anymore? Or what happened there? Um, That playoff game really put an end to that. And from what <laughs> I'm hearing, his interview did not go very well with the Vikings. Really? Or not as well as... They would have liked D'Amico Ryan's or oh, yeah. Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator from the Rams. What about or, Brian Flores? I don't think have we interviewed him. I don't remember. I thought you did. I don't think we have. Oh, who mm. just completed an interview with him? I think the Giants just completed an interview with Brian Flores. I mean, they just hired a GM as well. I believe I forget his name, but the the I don't can't believe I don't have it on here. But the Giants just hired their yeah. GM as well, and he's. He's sticking to Danny Dimes. He said, hey, mm-hmm. this we've given this guy, Danny Dimes, we've given him bad coaches, bad GMs, like bad players to build around. So we are focusing on getting him the guys he needs to be able to compete, whether it be players, coaches, whatever he needs, we're going to get it for him. And, I mean, hey. You think Daniel Jones can be that guy, though? I mean – he he showed sparks. I, he's got the athleticism. It's he just does the inconsistency, and it's half just, the inconsistency is the team around him too. Yeah, yeah it's his own when line. You have it's his... Evan Butterfingers Ingram. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? It's when you're running there. three slants in the middle of the field, it's kind of hard. So like, yeah, that's all. That's also true. And they all run into each other. It's hard to make a play with <laughs> like, three guys stacked on each other. I saw that play and then i, was I sent you of, like, that play madden. i'm the one who yeah, showed you that thinking play. of madden like you're playing a bye and they run slants three slants across the middle you're like what are you doing <laughs> that's the play i draw <laughs> I, that's the play i draw up in vr football when i'm just trying to complete a pass downfield group three of them together better chance of somebody catching it 
You need dominant <laughs> receivers in order for that even to have a chance to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when Kenny Galladay plays a total of what, maybe two snaps all year after they sign him to a four-year, $72 million contract, yeah. uh, and Saquon's out injured. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's been off and on. And uh, Kadarius Tony's been off and on. Like, their receivers have not been fantastic. So, it, it was a pretty yeah. nice answer from the GM, like the interview he gave. It was a pretty straight shooting answer. It was it was nice to see some clarity from a GM and not thinking like, oh, yeah, we have obviously been trying our best to do this. Like He's like, no, we have not given him, like, the best options to succeed, and we want to change that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, like it, it was pretty good to see. Um. Any other things we want to touch on here in the NFL, boys, quick, before we uh, wrap it up after with one college football thing? That's Oh, nope. I have one thing. Where's nope. my stats? I'm not going to talk about Gabriel Davis. And his... Yeah, we talked about that earlier, his four-touchdown game. We talked about that yeah. at the beginning. His um, amazing day. Yep. Here we go. Diggs Stephon, didn't do anything. Stephon Diggs gets three catches. Three for catches for seven yards seven after yards. watching the AFC Championship game celebration. In a two-point conversion. In yep. a two-point conversion. Big two-point conversion. That's true. That's big. true. It was huge. Come on, man. That catch was a ridiculous. That was an amazing catch. That's just what Stephon <laughs> Diggs does. Hurts Breaks your heart sometimes to just see that, doesn't it? No, we got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but hear me out. What if you would have gotten rid of Thielen kept – Diggs. But with that trade that we made with the Bills, we got that pick to get Justin Jefferson. That's that true. Trade no? You're okay. right. That's true. That's so true. You got, a better, you got a better receiver. Yeah, well, for the long run. For the long run, yeah, way better. And Stefan Diggs did not like our coaching staff. That, yeah. If only we would have well, knew, knew two years later, they would have been gone. Yeah. Oh, well. But my final stat for NFL, the last 18 Super Bowls have oh. contained either Tom Brady – Peyton, you've seen this, haven't yes. you? Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger or the San Francisco 49ers. See, my oh whole my team God. makes it on there. Notice how there's no <laughs> Chargers Have they player. won one of those in the past no. however many years? No. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have runner-ups in two. <laughs> yeah, you guys will make it to the Super Bowl and just what? Hey, lose. if the Ravens don't, don't black it. out that stadium, we win that game. So the only they, chance that they had Bane has, plotting against them. The only chance the stat has to continue is if the 49ers make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Good thing we made the playoffs. Or Tom Brady or doesn't make the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Make it last 19. Yeah. So we got to beat the Rams. Okay, and then uh, finally for college football stuff to wrap it up. First, uh, Michigan's defensive coordinator Mike McDonald is reportedly heading back to Baltimore. McDonald's going from Jim Harbaugh back to John Harbaugh for the Ravens' defensive coordinator position. He was their linebackers coach, went to Michigan with Jim Harbaugh to be their D coordinator, and now they're thinking they want him back in Baltimore. So nice little pass around between the Harbaugh brothers uh, between college and NFL. And people still are in the rumor mill thinking Jim Harbaugh might return to the NFL to coach. Um I don't think he will quite yet. I think he wants to spend a little more time at Michigan just after last year and uh, what he's been doing there. So I think he'll stick around there for a little while. Maybe he'll return. I I wouldn't doubt that he returns the NFL at some point, but I mean, it's hard to say. Mm. Um, And then finally, our last college football news that I saw before I wrote up these notes earlier, Gatorade signs Jackson State QB, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It's Shadur, isn't it? Or Sh- yeah. It's Shadur Sanders uh, to a multi-year NIL deal. He's the first HBCU, uh, basically, athlete in company history that they've signed to a deal sponsorship deal. Um, so that's really huge for uh, the HBCU schools um, and athletes everywhere. And getting NIL deals, and it's really expanding to get some recognition. Now, if only we could do that with D2 and D3 schools. If only, you know, Lavelle's still waiting on his uh, his Lawas <laughs> NIL deal. We'll see if that ever ever happens. Ever you know? come? Would you do that? No, he's waiting. No, he's waiting for Midtown. He's waiting for Midtown. the Midtown deal. That's Trim the one tacos. he wants. That, that's the one he wants. Hey, it's fun to joke about the NIL deals though, because you you can just get an NIL deal for anything. I don't know if I've told the story, but like I joked with like people back home, like one of my friends, her parents own like two different businesses. One of them's a vet. One of them sells like Acme fans, the industrial fans. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, maybe I could get an NIL deal for, with them. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you a sweatshirt. You just wear it out. And just whenever times you wear it out, we'll pay. And it was like, it was obviously joking. That obviously has not happened. Like we weren't going <laughs> to do that, but it was, it was a joke uh, that we were talking about down there. It's like, yeah, just wear a sweatshirt around and you can just get, we'll, we'll just pay for every time you wear the sweatshirt around. However people ask you like about it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of joking around about this, but yeah. NIL deals have made some things fun. They've made some things a little iffy, maybe in some people's eyes. Like, why are we paying athletes this much if they're not going to like, if is it going to make a move around the country all the time? Uh, people look at that Texas quarterback hadn't even played yet and is already transferring after he got his money. Did he transfer to Texas mm-hmm. or did he transferred from Texas? I don't remember his name. Is the kid with the mullet. I remember. I know he's got a mullet. I remember that. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I remember he's got a mullet. I don't remember his name. He's like one of the top quarterbacks in his draft class, not draft class, but recruiting class. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got. Anything you guys want to end on here real quickly before we end this hey. podcast? Scoop Bengals Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I I, I'm going for the Bengals. Everybody's Joe going Burn. for the Bengals here. Who are we going Joe for Burn. in the NFC? Honestly, I just want to see a good game. Okay, yeah. that's. What about you, Lavelle? Can you redeem your partner here? Uh, I'm probably I would like a Rams because uh, all right, <laughs> all right, we're ending this. All right, all right, that's been it for the podcast. We're over. <laughs> like, come on, man, what the? That's messed up. Uh, that hurts. Yeah, what that hurts. Last week against the number one seed. Yeah, I don't. So, so we're are we going for the Rams? Or are we going for the Niners, Lavelle? Uh, I think Niners. Yeah. I got, I got Niners. I appreciate that. <laughs> Honestly, you guys are playing with house money right now. It doesn't matter what you guys do. Yeah. Like you, you won your lottery. Yeah. I mean, the draft pick we traded to the Dolphins for yep, that's Trey now. Lance is now a bottom four yep. pick in the first round. Like, we are winning after starting three and five. Uh, I mean, a Super Bowl appearance would be nice, if not a win. I mean. Especially with that halftime show that we got coming sheesh, up. Sheesh, the halftime oh, show yeah. is going to be so good. Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Eminem Dr. Dre, and uh, Mary J. Blige. Thank yep. you. I was. Yeah. It's the one I really don't know that well, and I'm like, gosh, <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> just get that Yeah, I think it'll be great show, but I think that'll do it here for us. Yep. We appreciate BPAC coming on, deciding to join us halfway through the show. We'll see. Yep. For real, we, thanks, BPAC. Yeah, yep. edit that up fluently in the middle to see. We'll see how that gets handled. Uh, in the editing process. But other than that, we will see everyone on our way to the Super Bowl next week after the championship games. Who did? Wait, we're going to the Super Bowl? 